0: What's going on guys Zane here with everything vibe want to welcome you back for another episode. I'm here with Ronnie Ronnie. How you doing man?
1: I'm doing great. What about you?
0: I'm doing good uh, Busy packing this weekend as I will be out of town So we're actually recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do We try to record it on on Monday or Tuesday night and have it out to you by Tuesday evening uh, But we are recording this over the weekend on April Fool's, but uh, no no jokes today. I haven't seen anything I haven't seen anything too, seen <laughs> we're, anything we're too crazy
1: yeah, we're not we're not clever enough for that. Plus, we <laughs> we we uh, we're too busy to come up with 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 jokes that are just kind of like you know, well, throw away throw away gags, whatnot.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny because I was on the on the Vive subreddit today, and uh, people were just like, "I'm not going to believe any news article that is posted on here today." And <laughs> there so I, were, there I'm were like,
1: a couple. Of, there, there were a couple of good ones I saw on on some of the uh, websites I go to for like various like PC hardware stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there was one. There was one that was like a there was a YouTube video with like a, a little mini like Nvidia graphics card thing that looks like a a USB stick and you plug it in and it like learns how to play like you so you can go and eat pizza and stuff while your friends are like thinking they're playing with you. <laughs> and then there was and it, it was basically like yeah, we're going to we you know, Nvidia using their deep machine learning and artificial intelligence to let gamers not play video games. There was that, and then, and then there was another one that would, like there was one other one that I want to mention because I thought it was pretty funny. It was obviously fake, but it was talking about how uh, uh, news word on the street was that the new uh, GTX 1080s uh, could be flashed to be ten eighty TIs. Like literally, it was just like a software, oh, like a BIOS okay. flash, and that was kind of funny because I like back in the day, like this was like years and years ago. There were a couple of versions of like I remember there was an ATI uh, back in the day graphics card that you could buy the lower end model and flash it to the higher end model and that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But obviously that stuff doesn't really happen anymore but anyways. <laughs> anyways, when I when I read that I for a split second I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, April Fools." Huh? I
0: I feel like if I if I had read that it just would have all gone over my head anyway. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so I was carefully treading through the, uh, the subreddit today and probably tomorrow I'm sure there'll be some, some late, uh, April Fool stuff, but, um, let's, uh, let's jump into the news first. If that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, I, I was looking through. I, there's not much, but I do want to cover one topic, which we'll get to. Um, the main thing that I have here is just another uh, wireless VR update. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at an, up, uh, an article on Upload VR, it's looking like they are shipping out the um, the TP-CAST wireless adapters uh, in, or to, I'm sorry, to China this mm-hmm. month. And it says mm-hmm. they're still shooting for a Q2. Uh, release for the West, but we haven't heard any updates yet. But I think the fact that they are shipping out in China is obviously a good sign that they're not running behind schedule or anything. Although yep. I, I I feel like I've seen conflicting reports, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic on this one and say that um, you know if if I haven't seen major major delays, uh, hoping uh-huh. hoping that that you know we can still hit that Q2 uh, for for uh, the wireless solutions yeah. on TB cast and, and, and if
1: I. Yeah and I mean if I recall like all the announcements early on for TP Cast were focused on China first anyways like I remember the it had, it had gone up for pre-order over there before yep, yep. it had been announced here It so, was like end so of, kind of last of,
0: year that that they went to pre- pre-order so a while ago actually Yeah
1: but but like still like it, it seems like it would make sense that there would be a Chinese launch first before we started hearing things over on this mm-hmm. end. so.
0: And, and this kind of just goes, I, I know it's a little off topic, but just in the conversations that we've had about, you know, where is the largest segment of, uh, of Vive users? You know, I, there's gotta be a pretty good amount um, in, in Asia or in China specifically, mm-hmm. but I'm sure mm-hmm. in East Asia as well. I, I'm, I'm just curious what the breakdown is. Have you seen any numbers?
1: No, I, I mean, I haven't seen the exact breakdowns, but I mean, it sounded like when we were talking to the Sirento guys over there, um, that I mean, yeah, the the development community is very vibrant there. That there's a lot going on. Um, well, HCC specific- is based in
0: China or Taiwan.
1: Yeah, Taiwan. Taiwan. So, okay. So, so yeah, so so I mean, definitely, it makes sense in that regard. But I mean, just in general, it seems like there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of development over there. So yeah, it's a, it. I would be interested to see what the breakdown is. Um, but yeah. Uh, It's it's cool to see see it finally launching, and we already know we've already heard great things about it. So I think it'll be just nice to start getting some consumers. Hopefully, some people over there will release some reviews or uh, impressions in English on what it's like to set up in the home and all of that. Because I feel like that's kind of the missing link for me right now. Mm -hmm. I've I've definitely like upload VR and some of the other outlets out there have done a great job of talking about you know, what the experience is like actually using it. But I haven't really fully, fully heard someone's impressions of what it's like to get it out of the box and set it up and and, and actually get it installed in a normal home and how easy or difficult that is to get it working, you know, sufficiently in a normal environment. So, so yeah. that's kind of... That's what because because especially with that extra sensor, that that's the only thing that I'm do. I'm, I was just going to mention.
0: I'm curious about that because that's. I feel like that's really the only other component of setup. Because, um, you know, it, once you once you attach it, it seems like it's it's pretty well integrated with the headset itself. But the, yeah. the sensor is what I'm curious about, and see how well, um, and, I guess and I feel the, the like the tracking is on that.
1: Yeah, I feel like for people like you, like I mean, for those out out there that don't really know, I mean, uh, Zane has his his uh, vibe trackers actually mounted and installed on his walls. Whereas I'm using poles to kind of keep mine up, even though I don't take them down really that often. Theoretically I got them so that I wouldn't have to, you know, kind of bolt them on permanently so that I could Mm -hmm. take take them with me to other people's houses and whatnot. Um, And so like, I, I feel like to some extent, if you have, if you have a setup like yours where you already are mounting stuff, it's just one extra thing to mount. It's not that big of a deal. For people that that have extra hardware like me, like poles and whatnot, keeping stuff up, having a third pole doesn't sound like something that I really want to do unless I don't know. So that's what yeah. I'm kind of that's why I'm kind of curious to see what it's actually going to need to be like so then I could like worst case scenario it would be cool if I could just kind of plop it up a little bit higher on one of my poles. Than the other tracker, so that hopefully, you know, and,
0: yeah. I mean, you should be able to get it like r- right next to each other. I would assume.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So, but yeah, so so it's all those kind of little things that I'm interested in learning about. Yep. Once it actually gets a consumer release.
0: No, nope, I'm right there with you. So, well, that's that's essentially uh, what we have right now in terms of of news on on wireless stuff. I know last week we talked about Quark VR, and uh, there's some stuff happening in the background. We're hoping to uh, to maybe have some. Uh, info from you, or, I'm sorry. Info for you from the developers themselves, but uh, we'll keep you updated on how that comes along. Um, the other main topic in news, and uh, Ronnie and I, we we talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I, I know it's been beaten to death on Reddit, and obviously everybody's been talking about it. And so I, I since this show is is subjective in terms of our experience, I I want to get your take and your um, reaction to Palmer Luckey uh, and, you know, what him stepping down or resigning from Facebook and Oculus. Mm-hmm. And so th- and the reason I ask is because you've been following this for a while. So I- I'm not even talking about as it relates to y- you being a Vive owner, a Vive enthusiast. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more so just like you as a VR enthusiast, like you know, before there was even the vibe, like you've been following what Palmer Lucky has been doing for a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, how, how does this? How does this? Um, no, nah, I don't want to say affect you, but you know, what is your reaction to yeah. this? What are, your, what are your thoughts initially? Because you've, you've been pretty entrenched in the VR space for a while, and so I'm just curious sure. to get your specific thoughts on it, rather than you know reading everyone's comments on Reddit and, and yeah, you know, yeah. online.
1: I mean, I guess, uh, yeah. Without getting, I mean, it's it's sad, honestly. Like, it's kind of a sad day because, I mean, if I think all the way back to when when I was first kind of getting interested in some of this stuff, and obviously there's there's a lot of people out there that are that that were even further back than I was, but I, I just started getting interested in in VR probably a few months or so before the first Oculus dev kits were announced, and so like I, I followed. I mean, in general, I've always followed the game industry, period, um, and I was always interested in virtual reality in general. But uh, you know, my interest kind of started to peak again, you know, in 2000, probably 10 or 11 or so. And then there were there were you know certain there were I think John Carmack had, had showed off um, what at the time looked like kind of like a duct taped prototype. Uh, running, you know, Doom, a version of Doom 3 at, at one of, I don't remember which conference it was, if it was like, uh, yeah, I, I really, I have no idea what (laughs) it it it, was. It it was, a while ago. It was so long ago. Yeah. But yeah, well, I I, mean, yeah, so you've been following
0: it, but so yeah, yeah, so so not, okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, so, so I remember that stuff and then, and then I remember, you know, Paul Merlucky kind of getting into the mix and he didn't really seem, at least to me at the time, he didn't seem like he was like a nitty gritty kind of tech. Type guy, he was more of a big picture kind of person, and he seemed like he was just he had a, a real genuine enthusiasm for what virtual reality could be. And I really, I really do think I mean, obviously there were a lot of people out there doing doing things behind the scenes, but it didn't seem like anybody was really focused and really pushing at it like Palmer was at least at the time. And he was able to get Carmack and some others to really like focus in on it. And it wasn't until later after oculus had their kickstarter and all that that i really started hearing about oh valves working on stuff and like you start hearing more about different virtual reality projects but i'm sure some of that stuff may have been going on behind the scenes you know without me knowing whatever but it was always palmer lucky and then eventually oculus that seemed like okay you know this technology is here people just haven't really you know haven't figured out how to put, you know, these, these small high resolution screens with all of these, you know, uh, gyroscope sensors and whatnot together to make this like, but it was all these like technologies from different, you know, areas that could be brought together to finally bring about this, you know, ready player one, I don't know, like special kind of virtual reality that everybody had been wanting since, you know, the late eighties, early nineties and just couldn't attain it. So, and, and Palmer was that guy, he had that vision. And so whether he was the one really, you know, screwing together stuff and, 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 and writing software and whatnot or, or not, he's, he just seemed very important and he seemed like, you know, he was, he was at least, you know, he was an, uh, he was, he was a great proselytizer of the medium and, you know, as things kind of went on, and and then you know, Oculus got bought by Facebook, and then after that, like you know, it was just kind of. I'm sure a young guy like that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of a craziness that goes on behind the scenes, and a lot of uh, you know maneuvering in in the upper echelons of corporations and whatnot that lead to certain things happening. But um, without getting you know too much into the into, the, I mean, it was it's unfortunate. You know, his some of his you know personal political type issues kind of got involved and and he was always a very outspoken person. So I feel like, I feel like he never shied away early on from kind of getting on Reddit and giving people what he had to say about certain things, whether it was right or wrong. And, and people have their own opinions on all of that stuff as well. I just remembered thinking that he always seemed like he was like a, a pretty genuine, you know, person, whether you agreed with him or not. Yeah. And, and so for that reason, like I said, um, sad to see how how things ended up for him. But I hope, you know, I hope the best for him. And I hope, you know, I hope, I hope things, you know, things go well and that he's able to, to move on to something that will be, you know, also very successful. Hopefully something in, in VR, because I, I don't know what his plans are exactly. But even if he leaves Facebook, I mean, the guy really seems to love this stuff so mm-hmm. um it, it it would be interesting to me and also not surprising if i were if we were to see him um somehow use that uh enthusiasm that he has for vr and kind of take it in a new direction um but but at the same time i can see why um after a while it just wasn't going to work with facebook given that they have their own corporate culture and they have their own ways of doing things and the more that Oculus kind of gets incorporated into that. I mean, some people are against it. I, for one, actually think it could provide some benefits. I mean, you see what Google does with VR and, and all of that. Like, and you and I were just talking about this the other day. Like, to some extent, it seems like Facebook hasn't fully embraced Oculus as much as they could. I mean, just yeah. recently, they, they, they announced uh, support for 360 video content uh, live streaming. I, I said, Yeah, 360 live streaming on Facebook. And, and like to me, I thought that was a little bit late because you know Google and Periscope were, were already supporting that, and and since it's such a feature that could you know go hand in hand with VR, it just it just seems like you know if they're really if they really have this you know long term grand vision of what VR is going to do with social media and all of that, then you would hope that they would really seriously integrate it. Whether that well, would you
0: say that that Palmer Luckey was the guy holding that back? I, I mean, I don't think so. I feel like I, no, he'd be I, all for I, I don't
1: yeah, I don't think he was holding it back per se, but it's just maybe one of those things with when you have such a like strong personality, strong like he was so willing to go out there and just like he wanted to be kind of free in his own person and everything. Yeah. And I feel like to some extent maybe a guy like that just doesn't I I don't know. I I can't, I can't talk about all that. No, no, that's fair.
0: That's that's fair. Well, so my my question now, you, you kind of started getting into it, but more specifically, I want to dig down into where, where do you think this leaves Oculus now in terms of its relationship with Facebook? And where do you think that it'll go? Um, I mean,
1: I, I think people will try to make it a bigger deal than it is. Like, I think to some extent he was kind of like (laughs) the queen of England or something. He was like (laughs) a, (laughs) a figurehead, like, no, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he 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 did a lot, right? And he was important, especially early on. I feel like to some extent, though, once they hired a lot of very technically savvy people and they have a lot of great minds working on VR over there at Oculus and Facebook, then, you know, regardless of who you talk about, I don't think there's going to be a single person that you remove from that mix that's going to make or break this. Situ- like, it's not like a even 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 losing Steve Jobs at Apple doesn't necessarily like make Apple no longer in the picture right and that's even and and Steve Jobs obviously had a much larger impact on where that company was going and 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 kind of what its products were like right but even then like they have so many talented people working at those companies that you know you you lose someone like that and and you, and, and you expect that they're going to move forward and still continue to do great things so and it it seemed like uh, I mean for for whatever it's worth uh, Facebook did uh, I I think like the kind of the farewell messaging that went out of Facebook on near his last day I mean it was a little strange that it kind of came suddenly it didn't seem like there was a lot of a lot of announcements ahead of time talking about how he was gonna so I don't know if if it was a sudden decision and, and whose decision it was or anything like that, but the at least the final messaging seemed positive, which if their parting wasn't positive, then that's at least good on them for kind of going out there and recognizing that they need to um, let him leave, you know, in a positive yeah. light, with a good image and all of that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think they'll continue to do great things. I definitely don't think that uh, one, I don't think that he's been calling the shots in terms of Oculus's direction for a while. At the same time, I think I think his biggest impact was getting everyone together to take this stuff seriously. And they obviously are. I mean, the fact that Facebook bought them, I think, in and of itself, shows that he kind of did his job, right? Like, before, before all of this, you really think, I don't know, like, uh, cu- a few... Minus Palmer Lucky, I don't know who w- could have convinced anyone to invest into vr like you know he did and then subsequently caused other people i mean all of this stuff kind of swirled from what he was really interested in at the beginning right like yeah I mean, and, and i mean again, he,
0: I, I feel like he should like that's credit due where it's deserved i mean just getting yeah. getting the enthusiasm up and around vr in general i feel like he did a great yep. job with that um yeah, and, there were,
1: and, and there's definitely... No, I mean, there's definitely other people doing great things, too. Like, I don't want to discredit... Like, I'm sure there's people out there that are going to say, well, I don't know. Like, when Palmer was doing this and that, I was, you know, working yeah. on this project. Or I was... Like, he wasn't the only one, I'm sure, that was working on VR stuff at the time. But he was the one that was able to get it into the spotlight. and He was able to get it... To, he was able to make it seem exciting and incredible to the point where this guy's on, you know... Uh, the cover of time magazine and he's, you know, selling his company to fit and and it, and it I, I think the sale the to way. Facebook,
0: I, I think honestly to get the attention of Facebook to invest in you that much money on a very, you know, in a very untested, market or just product idea granted it has, it has incredible potential and we see that now after the fact yeah. that these prototypes are out but um i i think that is probably one of the biggest things for me just getting facebook's attention enough where they're just like yeah we should start spending money on this because the tech the tech is there it's good enough and um you know we, the, we, we need to we need
1: to yep and and, and for anyone that's followed the the xenomax the oculus lawsuit like you know, part of me like when I when I think back to how some of that stuff went down, I'm like, "Man, how could you be so stupid? Like how could you, you know, how could you sign this not NDA as as Palmer Lucky did and then go ahead and start a huge company on the basis of, you know, stuff that you had been working, like even if it is different, like stuff that you were working on with someone that was employed by a different company that dealt with computer software at the time and all of that and like it's easy to think that way, but at the same time, I mean, these are like John Carmack's a genius. You're, if you get the opportunity to work with him on something as exciting as VR, you're going to do it. I mean, it's not. And, and likewise, <laughs> yeah. and likewise, he wasn't in the position. I mean, it, it sounded like he really was trying to, you know, have more leeway to work on some of that stuff with Zenimax and they really weren't interested in its not It isn't, it wasn't until after the fact that you see how successful all this stuff is. And then, everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie kind of thing. So like it's easy in retrospect to look back and be like, oh man, this guy made so many mistakes or he, if this just would have been handled differently, like who knows what that, you know, verdict did. And I'd be interested to see how Facebook is going to continue to represent him. I mean, if they're going to continue to push for an appeal, if, if that was also That's part a of really it. good like, point. Yeah. Like, like I'm, well, you know curious. what? I mean
0: the, the fact that if he, if he resigned and, <clears throat> Um, it wasn't completely his decision. I feel like mm. uh, you know that may that may show Facebook, Facebook's colors in, in a sense. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if yeah yeah I, I don't know. That's just my thought.
1: Yeah yeah no. It'll be interesting to see how that continues to go. And like, does Facebook still you know is is he still represented by the same attorneys as 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 those other people that are now you know still Facebook employees and 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 do, you know is he going to be in the same yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see how that's all gonna shake out um, yeah me too but, but but like I said regardless it's like like everything is easy in retrospect right like the fact of the matter is like this is like we're all gonna look back at that at these days and like I hope there's a cool book that someone writes uh, you know 20 years from now that kind of talks about the real story and how this stuff all happened and what the, I mean there's no doubt about it that that Palmer lucky is going to go down in in history as being someone that really was important to virtual reality which I mean, is one of the one of the
0: pioneers I'd say
1: yeah and one of and 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 hopefully VR you know in 50 years from now is still huge and you know in, in a completely different you know type of shape than it is now like it's and and we look back at this and and you really think man like, that guy did a lot for for everybody. So yeah. So yeah. So
0: well, I'm I'm hoping he stays within within the industry. Uh, I hope yep. that. I mean, I, I really don't know in what format. I feel like I feel like <laughs> not that it's below him, but it's just like it's it's too small of an idea for him to go out and maybe start working on development for games or development for apps yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like, like like you said, he's more of a big picture guy. Um, <laughs> and I hope that you know in the future, if he is working on something big picture, it is cross platform and includes all you know what i mean includes yep uh, just no, this and, and open yeah
1: and that's actually a good like thing to bring up is like i i mean if i recall correctly some of the stuff that he would get in trouble with early on would be like would be saying stuff like oh yeah we uh, like when if people talked about uh, whether oculus is going to be a closed or open platform he would say stuff like no of course it's going to work on everything and then later when it didn't people would kind of call him out on it and he'd have to like you know give business reasons and what like I I, yeah. I feel like this guy through and through was always like he had good intentions and and whether those intentions uh, truly had to change due to business reasons or if he was being told to do different things like I, I think a guy like him that is able to continue you know even if he doesn't want to continue just I think I think the situation was hard given that he was kind of thrust into this you know, this place where he didn't have the freedoms that he had early on. Like if a hundred percent, if you look at how he was managing himself and the company and all that stuff before he got involved with Facebook, it was so loosey goosey. I mean, it did lead to this crazy lawsuit, right? With Zenimax. Cause he was so like, Oh, like, so, so I guess it just kind of went in the direction that kind of escaped him in a sense. And, and, yeah. and that's what you can kind of look to, you know, when things kind of get out of control, sometimes they don't go exactly the way you plan it, but, you know, you roll with the punches and, and I guess, yeah, continue on, I, I so. agree.
0: And, and, just, and just to clarify for, for listeners, I mean, we're not Palmer Lucky apologists. And, and in fact, like, I honestly don't know that much about the guy. And I know that there's there's probably quite a few people who aren't fans of him for personal no. reasons. And, you know, especially with oh, all the stuff some, that came with the election. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking specifically and purely about his contribution to VR. And exactly. the fact that, you know, he's just got such a broad vision that no matter what, I hope he can still contribute in some way to the industry and help push, you know, continue to push it forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's what, like, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not specialists in terms of, <laughs> like, I haven't gone. I, I, I mean, I know the whole nim- nimble America stuff, and a lot of that seemed like it was super sketchy and definitely, definitely, definitely not cool. But at the same time, that was kind of his own personal stuff whatever like at, i i don't even want to get point, into his personal
0: stuff because like yeah, the things like exactly. at, at the end of the day like it's it doesn't even concern me uh, no. i'm just yeah, I'm, at this, yeah
1: at this point like looking at i mean call it what you will we're dealing with a guy who launched a huge company that got bought by billi- for billions of dollars by one of the largest corporations on the planet and you know he was he was he he was just like you know a young guy just with a lot of ambition and and interested in a, in a new medium and made virtual reality from, you know, took it from something that was pure fantasy and kind of a just just potential and really got it pretty far into becoming an actual product and, and, and did get it to become a consumer product. And Absolutely. Even though it's still in its early days, like you can't, yeah, you can't, it, you know.
0: Well, they're only going to continue to refine it. I mean, I, I really doubt Oculus or Facebook will pull the plug this early on.
1: Oh, of course. Not. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I mean, yeah, l- like I said, like with all the bad, you have to, you know, look at the good. And I think especially right now, um, you know, given that he had just had his final day at at Oculus earlier this week, um, you know, we, we need to take off our hats to him and, and and wish him the best of luck. So
0: for sure. So, well, let's uh, let's cap that and uh, move on to game talk if you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, let's 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 move on. So, so,
0: so it sounds like we uh, we both had, um, I guess, archery games this week. I don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I can.
1: Well, no, you go first. Okay, I'll, I'll
0: go. I'll, I'll start. start. So I I played Twisted Arrow, which I've been reading a lot about in uh, in the Reddit forums, and it, it came out just. Just a couple days ago, but it seems like there's there's quite a bit of fanfare around it, quite a bit of positive reaction, and uh, it's currently on sale. Um, and I, when I say currently, it's it's Saturday, April first. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's on. It'll be on sale at least maybe for another day or two, or you know what? I don't know. I have no I have no idea how much longer it'll be on sale. But it is on sale right now for 25 percent off at 14.99 US dollars. But this game is futuristic and very um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's futuristic archery and uh, it's just got a really interesting vibe to vibe to it that I haven't come across in any other game. Um, All right, so
1: you're going to, you're going to have to explain yourself. Yes, what is, it. Yes. Okay. So what is futuristic archery.
0: So because you're, you're shooting at like cyborgs and robots with, Okay. With your bow and arrow, and your bow and arrow is is like half computer. Uh, it's got a lot of different tips and uh, like little tricks and things that it can do. Um, okay, and, and I mean that's just kind of part of the game that it helps you like move along. But you have different kind of arrows, which is actually pretty cool. So for anybody who who's watched um, uh, like the Avengers, so like Hawkeye, or <laughs> that, if you've watched, I swear
1: that was exactly what. Yeah, I was yeah. About so that. or As like you were explaining <laughs> devices on arrows, I was like, this sounds. So, cool. Yeah, so, kind of and, so, and someone
0: right. also mentioned someone also, also mentioned um, uh, Arrow, uh, like uh, the comic book show for, for yeah, the yeah. Green Arrow. Uh, yep. it, yeah, so you have uh, like several different arrows that you can choose to fire. Like there's ones that uh, leave mines, there's ones that um, that's just like a full explosion, there's one where you can like freeze your enemies. Um, so it's just is like
1: it, Is it easy to switch from one to another? Yeah, like- so
0: all you do is you press down on the trackpad. Um, okay. the, or the thumb, yeah, the thumb track pad. And you can like, it's uh, got that like 360 circular thing yeah, and you can, yeah. you can just flip to whichever one you want. And if you hold down the trigger on your bow hand, it actually turns into a shield, which you can block incoming shots. Mm. Um, so I, it's, mm. it's pretty cool. Like I, I, you know, it, it took me, sorry, it, it actually didn't take me very long to get adjusted does to it. Does it feel
1: do you, good? Like, does it, does it? Yeah.
0: So, so, uh, about that, I, the haptics aren't as strong um, okay. and when I say that I mean I mean strong in a very literal sense, like in a very physical sense mm-hmm. um, and what I noticed is that like when I was shooting the arrows, it just felt smooth and maybe that's because like there wasn't much <laughs> haptic on it like I didn't feel it as much when I was pulling the arrow back and all of a sudden no, it was just like boom We're boom, in the boom. future
1: right like you're you're these are futuristic future yeah like,
0: exactly it, exactly. It, so. You, you don't have
1: the recoil, right? Like,
0: <laughs> exactly. So that was one of the first things that I noticed, but I didn't notice it as a negative. Like, in fact, I almost noticed it as, as a positive because. I immediately, like, said to myself, kind of out loud, like, ooh, that like that was kind of smooth, like, just firing oh. the arrows. Um, yeah. You know, like, it just had, like, a different quality to it that I'm not going to say is bad, but it was, it's not in terms, like, in terms of haptics, it's not as strong, and like I said, I meant that in yeah, a very yeah. literal sense, but it, yeah, yeah it, it's got a good feel to it. Um, the game is not a wave-based shooter, which is, is fantastic. It has... Um, it has teleportation. You go through these different levels, but what uh, it, it, it has, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's, it's guided teleportation. So you can like move to specific spots. And I think the best way to, to, um, what
1: quiver, uh, uh, Quiver is like
0: that, actually. Oh, Quiver does, too. Okay. I was immediately thinking of Robo Recall since I I had a chance to actually play it at Ronnie's place yesterday. Something like that. So it's not free-flowing movement and locomotion or teleportation where you can go around the entire environment. Uh, You can go anywhere you want in the environment as long as it is one of those designated spots, but you can move back and forth. And the thing is, like, the game has a very... um, it's, it's it has a very logical like forward progression, uh, yeah. and you know I think you're you're part of like the army or something. You got this general or someone like talking in your ear, telling you not exactly where to go or, or you know what to do, but just giving you you know talking you through talking you through everything. Um, and so that you know that that makes it a little bit easier. It kind of helps guide you through the game. Uh, the enemies are that. Uh, you know creepy or menacing or anything uh, uh-huh. they just seem like like robots honestly that are are kind of running at you um, so th- there could, may- maybe they could do something with the AI there but um yeah o- overall I-, I felt like the game was unique in that sense and again maybe I haven't played quiver so it's tough for me to to compare to that but based on what I'm saying how how much does it sound like it's uh it is in comparison to quiver
1: uh, I mean, it's it sounds different. It's, I mean, really the main thing. I guess it, Quiver kind of didn't have as strong of a haptic feedback sense, I think, as some of the other titles either. Um, at least from what I remember of it. because But that does lend to you being able to kind of fire off more shots more quickly, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's like pros and cons to it. Like, I do kind of miss it because I do like that feedback, but at the same time, when you're kind of in the midst of battle trying to fire off Arrow after arrow after arrow. Um, without the feedback, it is a little bit smoother and, and quicker. Um, and then the other thing is, yeah, like you said, like having fixed spots that you can teleport to. So they're kind of fixed vantage points that you're able to use in order to, you know, fire down on en- or, or across enemies um, as opposed to just being able to move anywhere you want. Yeah. So it kind of adds a little bit of strategy. But other than that, like it, it sounds, I mean, the seti- the setting at least. Is completely different
0: and oh, I, actually, I, t- sorry to to cut you off, but I I do want to just talk about that quickly. The the yeah. ap- atmosphere, aesthetic, and environment is actually really cool because you're you're like in a in a it's a city environment, but almost like a zombie overrun or like. Um, I, I don't know there's just like burning buildings all around there's cars like it's just it's got that kind of feel to it like post-apocalyptic mm. feel which is actually yeah. pretty cool because uh, you know it, it actually did remind me a little bit of like when I like the, the Arrow TV show that I'm talking about like when I've seen yeah, that yeah. Um, and it's just like you know you, it's almost like being a, a superhero in a city where you're going around the city, and granted, like the city's completely abandoned, but it's cool to be able to like go to you know tall buildings, uh, shoot shoot enemies from up there. Being able to you know, it just, like I said, just just the feel of it, cross bridges, things like that. It's it's got uh, I really like the environment to it. Um, it's it's hmm. dark, which uh, is not a bad thing. It's uh, you know as compared to other games which are much brighter, but like this just has like this feel of like. Okay, it's nighttime. You're infiltrating through. You need to like do whatever you need to do for the mission, and it just it just has a really nice flow and feel to it in terms of the environment. Mm. Very cool. So yeah, that's that, that's Twisted Arrow. Would definitely recommend it. And, and um, I know there's a wealth of archery games out there, so I'm curious to hear about uh, your experience.
1: Yeah, so I, I've actually played quite a few of them recently, and I just happened to see you know hashtag archery pop up on steam the other day
0: made by the same people who did
1: (laughs) yeah by the same people that did selfie tennis so Uh hashtag selfie tennis that's probably going to be their
0: brand moving forward right
1: yeah it must be so so as soon as i saw that i mean i was a big fan of of selfie tennis say what you will about kind of the replay value there and kind of you know how many there there isn't a whole lot to do other than kind of just play tennis by yourself in that game but i always i just thought it felt great And I liked the quirky style. And, you know, this, so as soon as I saw it, I just said, you know, I I need to give this a try. I I really liked what they did with their first title. And and I want to see what what selfie or what uh, hashtag archery is like. And I was, I was shocked. Actually, it's great. Like it's, I I thought it was going to be good, but I didn't, I didn't realize that they were going to really double down and kind of
0: it, like, it they, exceeded your expectations, it, essentially? Yeah.
1: It, it's like a... I mean, it's a real game. They have real... Like, if, if, if anything... I, maybe I need to go back to Selfie Tennis. Maybe they've updated it since I last played, and they've added, like, you know, legit modes. and, and There were always kind of these informal kind of weird uh, achievements you could get by doing weird stuff, but it was never kind of in your face or official. I feel like there's still some of that in this game, but there's also more... There's more structure, um, and that's kind of what the what, ha- what, what Selfie Tennis was kind of missing was, you know, you'd go in and just kind of mess around for a while. But eventually, at least for me, I wouldn't know what I was supposed to keep doing. And then I would eventually just kind of get tired of it and turn it off. Well, this, at least in my first playthrough, and again, it might not have a crazy amount of replay value, but it's kind of, it reminds me of... of, uh, of Uh, what's it the lab of of the lab in a sense in terms of it's kind of like comprised of several mini games yeah though all these mini games are all archery related so basically you're going to be shooting things with arrows no matter what mode you're in but all of the different modes are really unique and kind of funny and interesting and i don't want to talk about them too much because i don't want to give give away like some of some of the fun i had playing this game was just kind of figuring out kind of what the interactions were and what I was supposed to be doing and just, and just thinking like, Oh, wow, that's like a really neat idea or that's a fun idea. And, and so again, like, so I guess for those out there, like the, the archery mechanics themselves are really good. Um, they're pretty solid. I, I thought the tracking could be a little bit better in terms of like, um, where they have like in, it has basically like big white gloves similar to uh, a game like uh, um, what's it called? It's escaping my mind right now. Um, big white gloves. Oh, that- jo- job simulator. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So like, like kind of like Mickey Mouse, like big <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> white gloves are your hands. Yeah. And, and obviously one of them is going to have the the bow and the other one, whenever you click the trigger, it automatically generates an arrow. So you don't have to worry about like grabbing it from above your, you know, back or anything like that. You just kinda of generate arrows and it's kind of it has like a fun cartoony. For anyone that's played selfie tennis, it has this really weird, like kind of unicorn y, kind of trippy but cartoony, stylized, bright, you know, colorful kind of style and atmosphere to it. And everything's really light and fun. And so this game has that. And you start out in in a in a room like overlook like next to a window overlooking a street. And obviously you can shoot outside and do whatever. but really the way you get to the mini games is you pu- you press a button and you pull up a cell phone. And it's kind of like a huge like fisher price looking iPhone and there's a few different uh, icons on there. and then you use your hands to kind of point to which icon you want to click on and then it transports you to a game. And, when you, and then once you get into the game, you know, you have your, your bow and arrow again, and you just kind of start. And each one has, has different – like I said, I, I don't want to give it away too much, um, but, like, one of them is kind of – like, here's an interesting – like, here, here's kind of a fun thing, to, to, a fun example. One of them is the icon is, like, a, is a pizza. So, like, ah, oh, I wonder what that is. So you click on the pizza, and now you're in basically, like, a pizzeria – you have your arrow, your, your, you have your, your bow and arrow, and you're standing over a table with a bunch of ingredients on it. And in the distance, there's like a, there's a pizza crust, and it's hanging off of a string, and it's being dangled and taken across from, like, from, from right to left or left to right. And there's a screen in front of you, and your job is to create a pizza using the bow and arrow with the toppings in the order that they want. And so you literally, before that, before they haul off the, that pizza crust, it goes across the screen a couple times and then it, and then it leaves. So you have to quickly like be like, okay, like, you know, stick a, stick a tomato on your arrow, shoot the, to, shoot the crust with a tomato. Okay. You got the tomato. All right. Now it needs two mushrooms. So you have to, you know, mushroom, mushroom, shoot, shoot. And like you, yeah, you have to create your pizza before it gets started off like there's just like fun stuff like that and it, and again it's like you know it's it's you know it, it's kind of a high score thing and, and there's not going to be a ton and ton of replay value once you see all of the different like situations but every like every single minigame I played was unique and clever and fun and 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 just like very refreshing in each sense of the word and and different every time so like another one and this is the only one I, I mean I almost don't want to give give this away too much because this one was a really cool one. but you're literally you're like a paper boy and you start out and you're on the back of a truck and the truck is moving, but they do a really good job of making it so you don't feel sick or anything like that. Like you legitimately feel like you're just on the back of this this, this newspaper truck. And you're supposed to shoot newspapers into mailboxes as you're driving down the street. So, so the the truck's moving. You're on the truck, so you don't have to worry about moving the truck. It moves on its own, and you're just focused on trying to get those those um, those arrows with the newspapers on the ends of them into those mailboxes. Well, at you know, it, it's pretty tricky to you know mailboxes are kind of a small target, especially if you're moving on on a truck. And it's not moving very fast, but it's still not easy. Well, while you're kind of shooting these things as you're going through this neighborhood, like everything kind of interacts with your. Like you get points for doing things other than just delivering the newspapers. So you can break out windows on the on the houses, and it gives you some points. Uh, there might, and then there's like little little indicators of like, oh, this could be a mini game. Like that, you might see like a basketball sitting. On, on a driveway while you're driving by and there's a little icon next to it, you shoot that icon and then for like the next minute or two, it transports you and now you're off the truck, you are over there on the driveway and you no longer have to worry about your your bows and arrows. Now you just have to shoot as many hoops as you can within a minute and you finish that and all of a sudden you're transported back onto the, the back of the truck and you're going down the street shooting your arrows again. And like there's just like fun, <laughs> silly things like that, yep. and and there's like there's several other ones like I mentioned a basketball one, but there's a few other ones that are like just like e- like even cooler and and more hilarious, and they're all super random, and everything has like kind of a cheeky style to it. I mean, I, I guess like I'm gonna mention one final. Uh, mini game. And Don't I've give them all away. Already, yeah, no. <laughs> well, go, no, go uh, ahead, go
0: ahead. I'm curious to hear.
1: Th- I do want to bring this one up because it's hilarious. No, you know what? I've I've said enough already. Oh
0: man, you can't so, just do that though. Yeah, no, I've, <laughs>
1: I've said enough. I've said enough.
0: You gotta give a little um, preview now. Meh. Like, or, or, at least, or at least at least um give a, a kind of like a description of it so when people get in there they'll be like, oh okay, I that's what Ronnie was talking about.
1: All right, yeah. So, so I don't want to give away the twist that makes it really funny, but it, let's just say it has to do with ice cream. That's,
0: ice cream. Okay. Yep. So when That's I when I try fun. this, I'll be looking out for the ice cream one.
1: Yeah, but so this game, I think it's on sale now for like ten percent off or something. Or I don't remember exactly. I think it's usually about ten bucks. I think I got it for around eight bucks, maybe. But regardless, even if it's ten, I do think like even if you only play it once, I'm checking the price
0: right now. But go yeah. ahead.
1: I think it was. I think it's really cute and clever and kind of fun and and I. I mean, I think it's worth checking out for sure. Just because, just because I think it, it is funny and well done and clever and I appreciate their sense of humor and I appreciate their inventiveness. Like I said, like every single mini game I played was kind of. At first, I didn't really know what it was, and then as I started playing, I was like, "Oh, that's that's like a funny idea. Like, oh, that's really neat." and It's just, I, every single one I played, I had fun with, and it, it didn't get old because you were constantly, like, that's one of my complaints, I guess, with some of, like, uh, you know, with the various wave shooters out there, and even these different gun and archery games, like, I get it, the, the, the Vive and the, and the Vive, the Vive ones do a great job of mimicking guns and different fire, but, like, you know, sometimes it just gets a little old to do the same thing in a game over and over and over again. And I just feel like Hashtag Archery does a great job of understanding that they don't want people to get tired of doing the same thing over and over. So even if the mechanic is very similar in each of these minigames, you're you're often just firing arrows. They find clever ways of making it interesting and exciting um, in, in different environments and diff- give, by giving you, you know, Different kind of quirky things to be doing with the arrows, and, and so I I just really appreciated that. So
0: no, for sure. So the uh, the price is normally nine ninety nine. That's U S dollars. It is on sale right now for fifteen percent off, which is eight forty nine. And it says okay. the special promotion ends uh, April tenth. So at least that's what it's saying right now. Of course, and was there some, some kind of subject to change? Is there
1: some kind of a package? There, where you're able yeah, to there is. Up,
0: but... Yeah, it's called the VR unicorns bundle. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So you'll be able to get that and selfie tennis. Okay. And yeah, I mean the thing is, yo man, you you got me sold already because you're combining archery and food. That's uh, that's like my two <laughs> favorite things. How can you go how can you go wrong? But but it, it, in all seriousness though, like I, I this is actually very refreshing. I'm I'm excited to try the game mainly because uh, like you said, not that I, I, I'm getting fatigued, but I'm sure many people are. But you see a lot of the same thing where it's just like, okay, you're shooting zombies, or you're you're. Um, well, let's let's even just talk about like archery for a second. Yeah, aside from the lab, like most of it, you're shooting like orcs or you're shooting cyborgs or robots it's very wave-based and there's Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's like this sounds like a very fun spin on things it's almost sounds like a a nintendo uh, i'm sorry a nintendo type of approach where you just take you know something serious and just cartoonify it just a little bit and make it like a fun fun party game atmosphere so you know you don't have to get in there and and get all serious and and show them your game face it's just like oh these are fun things like go make a pizza with bow and arrow and figure it out
1: yeah and it, and it was just fun like I, I felt like I felt legitimately like in certain especially on that one the 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 uh the paperboy one I just felt like it was fun just experimenting with oh I wonder if I shoot that if it'll work or I wonder if I can do this or I wonder if I can do that and I just felt like the game does a good job of rewarding you for kind of messing around and having fun and I feel like more games should should do that kind of thing so
0: no, couldn't agree more, man. Um well let's uh let's I was gonna say let's move on, but I think we both covered our game then.
1: <laughs> yep,
0: yep. Um you got anything else though?
1: No, I think I think that's it. So
0: Cool. Well, uh, I know this episode was a little bit shorter than uh, than usual, but I want to uh, to end it talking about what you and I had discussed yesterday, Ronnie, in terms of really trying to grow this podcast in uh, in mm-hmm. twenty seventeen, um, especially on iTunes. Uh, you know, we have been focusing. I know we haven't had an interview in a little while, and that's just really honestly due to to scheduling constraints. But uh, mm-hmm. we do have things lined up, and we're hoping to get those uh, rocked and uh, recorded out to you guys uh, as soon as possible. Um, but we'd love to be able to 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 grow this podcast. We would love your helping growing it and, and be able to give back, uh, especially to the community. And so, uh, iTunes is where I think we want to focus. Obviously, YouTube is where you know we we um, have our discussions and, and people who leave comments there. And, uh, it's been you know great for the conversation so far. But I think what we'd like to do uh, moving forward. Um, is to give away uh, a Steam card. I'm sorry, a Steam gift card, twenty dollars Steam gift card, uh, every month to somebody who leaves a um, a review on iTunes, and this will be randomly drawn. And the way that you can enter is by leaving a review, take a screenshot, and send it to contact at everythingvive.com, and we'll go ahead and put up a um, we'll put up some instructions. On, on our website, everythingvibe.com, so you'll be able to see how to do that there. But it's really just leaving leaving a review, let us know what you think. Hopefully it's a five-star review, helping us uh, spread the word about the podcast and spreading VR out there. And uh, like I said, every month uh, starting, well, we're in a new month now, so starting uh, May 1st, or whenever our first episode in May is, we'll we'll draw a name randomly and get you guys a Steam gift card so that you can play one of these games that we've talked about or maybe a game that we haven't yet covered and are hoping to cover in the future. Well, what do you yep. think, Ronnie?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we just want to promote people kind of interacting and and you know we want as much we, we get so much good feedback from everybody listening, and so it'd be awesome to get people kind of interacting more with each other, interacting more with you know the different the various types of comments. Like I wish there was more, uh, you know, besides YouTube, I wish there were more opportunities for places for people to kind of talk and and be able to converse and stuff. So hopefully. We'll try to kind of you know trigger that a little bit more and get it going by by offering these kind of incentives and stuff like that. So we just want to yeah, make and it it's, fun for you guys and it's and, and, it's just and a way
0: to give back too.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred. We so. we appreciate everything that you guys do for us and we love the fact that you guys you know come back time and time again to listen. So yeah, we want to we want to be able to help you out too. So.
0: Yeah, and so, and actually, I should say thank you first and foremost to everybody who has left a review. And this is, uh, you guys are included in there. So if you already have a review uh, or if you did review the 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 podcast on iTunes at any point in the past since we've been doing this for gosh I think it's almost six months now or so Ronnie yeah yeah um, but yeah if, if you've left a review already feel free to take a screenshot send that in and you'll be entered into the drawing and like I said uh, we'll just be pulling a <laughs> and name. give your
1: honest opinion please like we don't you will not <laughs> we, you, we will not be biased in terms of. Who we award cards to? No, on, yeah, of, of, of course. I mean, I mean, I hope that if you're <laughs>
0: listening and that you're if you're a continued or a repeat listener or somebody who's been tuning in for a while, we hope that you enjoy the podcast enough to give it a good rating. But you know, the thing is, we do we do very much appreciate constructive feedback. Um, but you know, it's just we we'd love to be able to like like uh, I was saying earlier, just grow the podcast and especially just yep. get, um, you know, our, our goal is to get more high profile guests on here and that that really just, uh, you know, having the reviews on iTunes really helps us grow, shows a little bit more legitimacy to what we're doing in terms of our contribution to the VR community. And so, yep. um, yeah, we'd, we'd love your help and we'd love to be able to give back on that as well. Yep. So with that, uh, Ronnie, let's close it out, man. You got anything else?
1: No, I, I think that's it. So I hope, Hope everybody out there has, has a great weekend and a great rest of the week. And, uh, and yeah, same to you, Zane. Hopefully <laughs> safe, safe travels and, and all of that.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yep, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back the following week, and uh, hopefully with with more cool news and cool games to play. And if you got any recommendations, leave them on YouTube. Uh, I think Twisted oh. Air, Twisted Arrow. I don't know if if we saw Archer hashtag Archer on there, but Twisted Arrow was something that someone had mentioned. So um, yeah. since it was so and, new, I wanted to get and, it.
1: And we didn't we didn't get to it this week, but just wanted before we we end the podcast. I just want to put it out there. We are still planning on doing that episode with where we go back to games that we've played previously that were, that have (laughs) had major updates and that we're going to visit all that. We're still very interested in that. So if you've posted anything, you know, recommendations on games, we need to check out that have had a lot of updates that added like, you know, a significant amount of content to the games. um, We're looking at that. And if you continue to add those type of uh, comments on, on YouTube and whatnot, and, this week we're going to continue to look at it, so that that episode will be coming. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, it, yeah. It is. Wait, it they're is not. They're not empty promises.
0: Our- <laughs> <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's just it's just scheduling. Uh, it's just a matter of of getting it, but we we are working on it. And the thing is, it's just it's also a matter of being able to go back through and play a lot of these games. I think uh, you yep. and I have been, you know, it's it just with. Um, life i guess you, you know you try to make oh, yeah. sure that you play one game uh a week and well enough that yeah. you can give some type of uh feedback on here but now it's a matter of going back through and and jumping in several games which i, I mean hey you know what this is uh, this is what we love to do anyway so i don't know why i'm saying it in a i'm not complaining but
1: yeah no it is but like i mean that is the trade-off is like we want to be able to provide you guys with as many of our impressions on new games as possible and by doing that, you know sometimes we're not able to go back to some of the older games as often as we'd like. So, so it it's always helpful to hear from you guys that are able to kind of focus more on something that you love and and play it week in week out to say, hey, like you know this game really has came a long way. Uh, you guys should go and, and look at it again. Like we we appreciate all of that stuff because sometimes just the the week in week out kind of rat race can can kind of you know kind of make those things hard to find. So
0: absolutely so all right well with that we hope you have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you guys again very very soon take care